Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app, official sports betting partner of the National Football League. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined by the birthday boy himself, Bo Brock. Mr. Can I can I tell people how old you are? You were not no. going to feel that today. No, okay. hell no. Mr. in his 30s. Never ask a man his age. Father right? of one. So <laughs> Good to have you here, birthday boy. It's great to be here, man. I, I feel like uh, I feel like we should hit each other. We just with all this testosterone flowing, you know, the first day of pads for the Arizona Cardinals. I just yeah. I'm just feeling it. Just feel like there, we need to get physical. There are so many people in that PHNX office. I would love to just slap <laughs> slap around, just open field tackle. Right, probably, Johnny, probably don't goes, be shy. It probably goes eight or nine deep. I, I'm just saying. Uh, but in all seriousness, Bo, you were practiced today, as was producer Emma. And the vibe that everybody got was this is this is one of the most physical practices I can remember from a Cliff Kingsbury era. We used to get them all the time with Bruzarians, right? Todd Bowles. And, and since Kingsbury took over, I mean, it's just kind of been relatively light. But today it just felt like there was a different vibe surrounding the team. Yeah, this team uh, definitely played with uh, some ferocity today. Is that even a word? Did I just make up a yeah, word on the spot? Yeah, that's a but word. look, it, it, the big difference was with BA didn't tolerate this the, the fighting, and there was yeah. there was certainly some scrums out there involving some key players, and I think it was mostly stemming from the offense kind of taking hits for the first time. The first one we saw was DeAndre Hopkins. You know, before the play with Marco Wilson, where he broke up the pass. D-Hop actually had a very acrobatic catch that I think Marco Wilson was pleading with the officials on site today. Like, hey, he pushed off. Things got a little chippy there. And then it continued with that next play that we saw where D-Hop actually didn't like. He took exception to Isaiah Simmons celebrating the big play by his cornerback, Marco Wilson. So he launched the football at his, you know, oh, his, his alumni mate at a Clemson. I said, where's yeah. the Tiger love here? Um, but you had you have to like it. I mean, I think you know with this team with some key, um, I guess players leaving and exiting this defense that they need some guys to step up and, and show that they want to be physical out there and maybe kind of strike fear in opposing offenses. So I like that they're kind of playing like this. 
and uh, you know Will Hernandez, uh, a guy known for playing with a, with a fire. That's what we yeah. heard from uh, him coming over from the New York Giants. I got to imagine between him and JJ Watt, who's who's picking that fight? Probably Will Hernandez. I don't want to just speculate. It's all speculation, but I would guess that he's the one that kind of st- started that one. But uh, we heard from Cliff Kingsbury. We heard from a couple guys, Trey McBride and Zayvon Collins, about the you know the physicality out there today. Uh, yeah, anytime you put the pads on, you expect uh, some aggressiveness. Just we can't waste time like that at the end um, and waste reps. So we got to be better tomorrow. Guys were definitely a little chippier today because you know you throw pads on the first time, you start getting moved around, bumped around a little bit different. So guys start to you know lose their patience a little bit quicker. That's what happened today between a couple guys. But it was good today. It was good, good padded practice today. It's, it's not fighting. It's just two guys. You, you got pads on from here up. What are you gonna do? I mean, that's what it feels like when you hit someone. You know, you're not gonna. So just just guys grabbing each other. Most of the time, it's just guys grabbing and holding on to each other and just, you know, I'll beat you up. No, I'll beat you up. So it's like, uh, that's basically what it is. So it's, it's, it's a waste of time. That's why guys really get angry about it because you don't really get much accomplished. It's just a big huddle of guys grabbing onto each other. So guys were excited to get the pads on and uh, getting after it for sure. It was uh, great to uh, finally get the pads on and play real football and uh, just get around the guys. And uh, it was a lot of fun out there. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, you're out there competing against uh, each other. You guys are both, you know, grown men, a lot of, uh, you know, pride and things like that. So guys get after it. Um, But at the end of the day, you guys are still teammates. Uh, You guys are still family. And at the end of the day, you guys kind of got to, you know, fight, get it over with. And then the next play, it's kind of forgotten. And you just got to get back out there and continue playing. So is it is it universally considered J.J. Watt is the scariest player on the team or like I'll tell you what, we have been in the presence of Will Hernandez many times. He has been critiqued for his, his pass protection in the past. He he is one of the scariest NFL players I have ever seen in person in my in my entire life. The way he's built physically, he never looks happy. He always looks like he's reading the Reddit forms from New York Giants fans. He pissed off. So when that happened today, Bo, and the two of them were going at it, I'm like, Fuck yeah, Will Hernandez, because this Cardinal offensive line at the end of the year, I mean, it was beat up, but he got exposed. It got a, remember that game in Detroit that they look like ass? Remember against yeah. uh, Indianapolis on, on Christmas Day when they couldn't put it away? And I'm not saying Will Hernandez is going to come in here at right guard on a one-year low you know, veteran minimum contract and ball out. But I do think that sometimes when you are maybe limited from a skill standpoint, you can elevate others around you with your intensity. And I think he can, he can be that kind of effort, nasty guy on the right-hand side. Because I love Justin Pugh. He's not a finesse player, but he's not known for what Will Hernandez could potentially bring at right guard. And then you couple Rodney Hudson, right. who's a mean guy in and of itself. I, I, I am more optimistic now about Will Hernandez just because when you and I were talking at practice Saturday – like he is the unquestioned right guard. Like it is, it is not up for discussion. Josh Jones, by all accounts, he's taken le- reps at left tackle while Humphreys is out, but he's not with the guard group. Justin Murray's out. Like that's Will Hernandez's job. For better or worse, he's going to play there. And I like that he's already kind of solidifying himself. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's certainly some guys that have uh, that need they want to prove the narrative surrounding them and everybody what they're saying wrong. And Will yeah. Hernandez is certainly one of those guys. This is a prove it deal for him. You know, as a guy who's kind of an NFL draft darling, got drafted in the second round out of Utah. Both loved him. I mean, he yeah, was a fantastic prospect. Absolutely played for Sean Coogler. That was his head coach. That's where he starred last, and then goes to New York and eats a, a big bag of shit for the next couple of years. And, you know, now he has to prove that he can belong because I don't think there's many contracts after this. If he, you know, continues to to play in a phone booth, he's got to show that he can be an all around, you know, NFL caliber guard. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I actually felt like the opposite here, more so from I know the offensive guys were the ones getting frustrated. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins was the guy who initiated by throwing the football. But you saw, you know, Marco Wilson was all over him on that play. And also Isaiah Simmons was there to uh, you know, pick up his guy, his corner, who just made a spectacular play in a pass breakup that he nearly picked off. Um, I think I really think that there's a changing of the guard. There's a new uh, kind of defensive group that Good. is taking over this team, and it's the three guys in the, on the back end of this defense. I think that well, Buda Baker, Jalen Thompson, and Isaiah Simmons are the new face of this defense, and they're setting the tone, and that tone is – is kicking ass. They're, yeah. they're going to go out there and they're, they're going to hit the shit out of you and they're going to set the tone and they're going to talk trash. You see all the corners are guys that like to talk trash. And I don't, you know, the offense, any offense, whether it's their own or whether it's a, another team in this league, they're, they take exception to it. But I like that. I like them playing with that fire. You know, you think back to the Patrick Peterson, like, uh, what uh, no fly zone? It, mm-hmm. This defense with its calling card was its secondary, right? It was Patrick Peterson, it was Tyron Matthew, it was Rashad Johnson, it was Tony Jefferson, and you had some good guys up front. And Rod then, Powers, yeah, right. And then you you've got guys like uh, Chandler Jones, the pass rush, the front seven, kind of takes over the identity of this defense for the last couple of years, and now it belongs to those three guys that we see together all throughout practice. It's Buddha. It's Jalen Thompson and it's Isaiah Simmons. And if those guys, I mean, I know it's all based on potential, but if those guys can tap into it, that's what uh, opposing offensive coordinators are going to have nightmares about game planning against those guys and what they can bring, uh, you know, on three downs each and every series. Well, it's the the three most athletic players defensively. It's soon to be, I would imagine, when Jalen gets extended, two of their three highest paid players. Their draft status, Isaiah Simmons' top 10 pick once upon a time. They should be ready to carry the load. Byron Murphy, I would I would include him in that group as well. 33rd overall pick in a contract year because, as you mentioned, there is a change into the guard, specifically with the front seven, and I like the new faces, right? You think about last year, Corey Peters, gone. Chandler Jones, gone. Jordan Hicks, gone. You know, Devondra Campbell from two years ago. Now you've got, okay, Zayvon Collins hopefully coming into his own. We like what we're seeing from Ajay Sanders and Cameron Thomas. Hopefully he's going to play a little bit. Um, you've got some young defensive linemen. One of them, it would be great if a Michael Dogby or a Leckie Foto or Rashad Lawrence were to pop, right? So the secondary needs to buy the front seven time. And I'm with you. And Isaiah Simmons, by all counts, I mean, would you consider this his best training camp in three years with this team? And coincidentally, he's playing very much a new role. He just, every time... We see clips. We see him in person. He's active around the football. You know, I posted something, you know, the, the clip from the Dallas game where he strip sacks Dak Prescott. He just needs to make plays. I don't care if he's lined up at edge rusher or inside backer or at safety. I do think at the end of the year, he's going to have one of those robust lines that 
forced fumbles, interceptions. I feel like we really haven't been able to see him play the ball much outside of that interception against Seattle his rookie year. Simmons, to me, is the is the key to everything because we've seen Baker and Jalen Thompson ball out. They had tremendous seasons last year, and this defense fell off at the end of the year. They were giving up almost 40 points, or maybe they did give up 40-plus points against Seattle in, in Week 17 with the division on the line. Simmons, to me, has to go from a nice NFL player to – you know, Pro Bowl caliber, everybody's fearful of him. You know, Vance Joseph was asked Saturday afternoon, Bo, was like, this is this is somebody that defenses, excuse me, offenses should have to prepare for. Look, just look at how he's built <laughs> physically. And I know we we go on and on about his his skill set. And then you've got Zayvon Collins, but there are too many good young prospects on this defense to, for it to always just kind of be middling. And that to me is where the emphasis goes on Vance Joseph. Like, hey, Vance. You've done some nice stuff with some veteran players. Your calling card should be at the end of this year. You've developed three to five guys on this defense in four years and and made a couple of them, you know, pro bowlers. Simmons at the top of that list. Right. And it, it kind of reminds me, and this this could be blasphemous to other NFC West fans, but like what you could what Seattle was able to do with the Legion of Boom and the heartbeat yeah. of that was those safeties, was the safety unit like the Cam Chancellors and the Earl Thomas. And sure, the guy, a guy who would get, get his flowers all the time was was Richard Sherman, and he played yeah. at a great level, but he was set up. He was a system cornerback that was set up by you know those playmaking safeties and where you didn't know if they were going to be up in the box or if they were going to be dropped back or where they could be. And, you know, the ability to cover tight ends and even cover some, you know, wide receiver threes, you know, the ability for guys like Jalen Thompson, Buda Baker, and, and Isaiah Simmons to be able to do that, it, it's an extreme advantage. It could be for Vance Joseph as far as calling this defense. And, uh, you know, that's what he's envisioned for a long time. Maybe the guys weren't ready for prime time, but this year, like, there's this is the, this is the changing of the guard opportunity for these guys. It's put up or shut up for Isaiah Simmons. And we know what the other guys are capable. I mean, they've already established themselves. Jalen Thompson still needs the recognition that he deserves, but he's done it so far. It's now, now it's time for Isaiah Simmons. If he, if he elevates his game, man, I mean, that could be just huge boost for exactly what they need. Yeah. It's exactly what they need. And we can't be sitting here trade deadline. Coincidentally, MLB trade deadline ended today. NFL trade deadline. The Cardinals need to go out and get a bunch of help defensively. They need to go out and get a pass rusher, a defensive tackle, a corner. Because I think, and what did we talk about leading up to the NFL draft this year? Is they need to spend premium picks on offense because they've spent a lot of high-end picks on defense outside of your occasional wide receiver. I mean, they've taken back-to-back defensive playmakers, ninth and 16th overall. Vance Joseph has had his fingerprints. This is his blueprint defensively. Cliff Kingsbury... From, from our knowledge and awareness, boat does not tell Vance Joseph what to do. It certainly doesn't tell him what to call, right? He's he's a co-head coach on this team. And so I need to see, it doesn't have to be in the standings defensively by midseason. It doesn't have to be a bunch of robust stats. I have to be able to watch the game with my eyes and say, young players are getting better. Because for so long, these young players either have had stunted growth earlier in their career, or it's taken entirely way too long for them to, to quote unquote pop and mm-hmm. we can't be going into next season. Vance's fifth is the defensive coordinator asking what position is Isaiah Simmons playing? Is Zayvon Collins ready for prime time, right? What do we have in these, in these young defensive linemen? What's the status of Marco? Like, 
we need answers to these questions and it, it better be positive ones. Yeah. I mean, you've, what you're doing is you, when you, when you draft the best player available and based off skill set, and, you know, Isaiah Simmons, he put up at Clemson, but it's, it's tough to kind of figure out how that skill set translates to the NFL. And that's really where they're, they're yeah. finding themselves and kind of, uh, as far as the, the development, it's taking longer for Simmons and for Zayvon Collins. Like, how, how does that translate? What's that look like? You know, what roles are they going to be able to impact on a down-to-down basis? And and they're still figuring that out. You heard you heard uh, Vance Joseph say, you know, for Isaiah Simmons, it's just boosting that IQ out there on the field. For Zayvon, it's it's just playing. And uh, But when these guys are just in the react mode, these guys in that elite skill set, it's it's put on display. It's like that Dallas game for both of those guys. Yeah. It's like how how can you duplicate that on a week to week basis? That, yeah, right? absolutely. Well, I tell you, I uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Simmons and Zayvon Collins. I also love seeing Mr. Hollywood Brown, Bo Brock, back at practice today. Just just a little bit of light stretching, running around, but it sounds like Bo Brock per Cliff Kingsbury. Hollywood Brown's on track to practice maybe fully come Monday of next week. Yeah, we're just easing him back in. We want to start him with the walkthroughs, and then I'm hoping by the end of the week he can start some indie, and then um, I'm guessing Monday full go if everything stays on course. But you have to activate him to be able to get the walkthrough portion, and I think that'll help him adjust to it uh, when he gets back full, full speed. And that's the key there. I mean, that's what we saw. Hollywood Brown, he was out there for walkthrough, and he wasn't eligible to do that if he was still on the NFI list uh, with the tweaked hamstring. So they got him out there. He was in his jersey. He was, uh, you know, he looked like he was ready to go, and then he was gone. If you took a, if you were out there and you were part of the crowd and you took a sip out of your beverage, turned away, he was gone. I have a theory, uh, and I'm going to steal it from my guy, our guy, Jess Root from Cardswire. I was texting him before the show today, and he – He said they're doing the same thing, that meaning the Cardinals, with Hollywood Brown that they did with J.J. Watt last year. Both hamstrings, right? What did they do? They hit J.J. Watt on the NIL or whatever it is um, until the Cardinals' uh, practices went back to Tempe and were closed. So they Mm -hmm. want that defensive uh, or offensive advantage, in this case with Hollywood Brown. That would be a very <laughs> shitty thing to do and rob the fan base of seeing Hollywood Brown State yeah. Farm Stadium. But I was like, that's interesting because yeah. when we saw him Saturday, he looked fine. He was running around signing autographs. I And then we remember that infamous press conference Kingsbury had the day of the conditioning test. We said, everybody's fine. Everybody passed. Right. Everybody's good. And then it was like, nope, they placed him on this. I've already messed up my conspiracy theory about DJ Humphreys. I'm not ready to go fully <laughs> deep on this with Hollywood Brown on Monday, but like if if you go out to practice on Monday in Tempe and it's and it's partially closed and the fans aren't there and he's flying around and he looks fine, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on this Hollywood Brown hamstring injury. Well, he was. I mean, he was seen on an on the auxiliary field today. Running routes. Wait, like the plays with the offense and no, how he's going to be no, no. utilized. He out there, but they're, he was, hide, he was, they're hiding that. They don't want was, people to see I, I think that's a little tinfoil hat for my they're taste. They're hiding but. that just like DJ <laughs> Humphreys is holding in. It's all putting all the hey, pieces together. Let's let's cover up the fact that Hollywood Brown is fast. That's going to, you know, it's just like J.J. <laughs> Watt's good at football. I mean, come on. like I, They're hiding all the horizontal screens. Oh, man, playing it tight to the chest. Those mm-hmm. They're out here playing 40 chest, chess as far as the Arizona Cardinals. Everybody else is, is back playing checkers. 
All right. Well, I'm playing on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm excited about the trade deadline. Bo and I, if you missed it today, I coerced, coerced Bo Brock on his birthday, no less, to come pull double duty on PHNX Bets Daily Podcast. You can check that out. And speaking of PHNX Bets Daily and this show, proud sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook app. We love DraftKings. Use that promo code PHNX right now. Make your first deposit. You can take the over on Hollywood Browns receiving yards and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age, eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for more details, Bo. And Johnny, you mentioned it's my B-Day. No better place to go spend my birthday than Four Peaks out there in Tempe on 8th Street. Just uh, woven into the fabric that is our great State 48, Arizona. Synonymous with AZ, of course, for their great brewing and of course it's delicious food you can't get any better than there Wonderful. Uh, three three courses i'm i'm there for it plus a fourth with all the beverages that i'm going to consume on my uh on my next trip around the sun and uh i'm i'm just thankful for a partnership with four peaks and you should be as well go out there get yourself a kilt lifter go get yourself a raj ipa we love the joy bus wow wheat it's fantastic they've got the barrel aged out there that's what that's kind of your dessert sometimes you get the barrel aged it's in the whiskey barrel and Ooh. it's their great beer it's unreal. They've got an un- unbelievable just of just uh, as far as how many barrels they have back there on the premises in f- at Four Peaks and what they're doing as far as brewing. It's cutting edge and it shows up in the taste. You got to love their beer and we love it. You got to be 21 years or older, of course, to enjoy it responsibly. Check them out. And of course, you can go to our website, the uh, GoPHNX, and you can try to become one of their uh, toasts of the month. You get yes. yourself a PHNX uh, membership. You can get yourself a shirt and a $50 Four Peaks gift card just by yeah. going and entering the sweepstakes at gophnx.com. So we talked to a couple of Arizona Cardinals today. Cliff Kingsbury gives the update. Justin Murray dealing with an ankle. Rodney Hudson's had a few more vet days, an unusual amount of vet days. Fine, take the whole preseason off. Yeah, he's, he knows the offense what better than you know everybody but Kyler Murray. Uh, Justin Murray with the ankle, DJ Humphrey still dealing with the GI issue. He was not practicing again today, but, uh, we heard from Trey McBride and we heard from, uh, Zayvon Collins, two interesting guys, one entering his second season. And then of course, Trey McBride, the rookie guy that Johnny, you were extremely excited about and what the impact he could potentially make on this offense. You know, I think uh, I think that uh, you know my teammates and my coaches believe that I, I can make a I can make plays. I can be an impact player in this team. But you know, I'm going to do my job, whatever my role is, whether that's you know special teams, whether that's making plays on offense. That's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it to the best of my ability. I'm out there to make plays. I want to make as many plays as I can, and I I think guys know that I can make plays. So I think just trying to continue building that trust for my teammates, my coaches, and showing them that I can do uh, what I can do, and, and they they can trust me. Can he make plays yeah. though? Yes. Yes. Make all the <laughs> plays. Uh, you know, he's good. I had somebody uh, from one of his rival schools, Colorado State, slide into my DMs and uh, basically told me that I thought uh, Trey McBride was overrated. And then we played him and he absolutely destroyed us. He was that entirety of that Colorado State offense, Mount West offensive male, or excuse me, male athlete of the year. Um, but that doesn't matter when you get to the NFL, but then you watch him in practice. And he is a specimen. He is a, a gazelle. He is somebody that will be a difference maker for this offense that does not have, outside of A.J. Green and Zach Ertz already, enough size and enough young size. 
this is a this is a cornerstone piece of this offense, and I I stick by this. I will eat all the crow if this doesn't happen. I believe we are going to fast forward three years. He will be one of the staples not only of this offense but of this team. Coveted young talent that people are going to say, what a great draft pick, forward thinking draft pick by the Arizona Cardinals. Because we sat there, both <laughs> you and I, Frank Sanders, in the second round, and we speculated, right? Right. And you know they just re-signed Zach Ertz and. By and large, they had not shown any interest externally of Trey McBride becoming an Arizona Cardinal. That pick happened, and I was like, that's that's what good yeah. organizations do. <laughs> Let's not take a flyer on a corner because we need one, right? Overdraft somebody. Let's take the value perspective of somebody who very well could have gone in the first 32 picks. Let me emphasize that again. Trey McBride could have been a first-round pick. For him to fall that far and for the Cardinals to use it and be able to play. He was playing a little bit of X over the weekend. I saw him split out wide. He's got vertical length or uh, vertical speed, I should say. So let me ask you this, Mom. I'll put you on the spot here. What is a productive rookie season for Trey McBride look like to you? With him playing alongside Zach Ertz, obviously in the the offense that's going to involve DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown, James Conner, it's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be tough to get the touches, but I think it's gonna be quality over quantity. And I don't want people to think that this is me poo-pooing him, but I think if he goes over 400 yards receiving and he has around four to five touchdowns, that's a successful rookie season. I like that this is a guy, and, and he, he could go above that. You gotta, that's gotta be kind of the baseline, right? Yeah. Uh, for what you invested in him at 55, 55th overall, second round, your first draft pick after trading away 23rd overall for Hollywood Brown. But, uh, you know, he, he's capable of it. And I, what I like about Trey McBride is he's a humble kid, but he knows he's good. He's, he knows yeah. how, how talented he is, but he puts in the work and he, he really taps in to the veterans on this roster. Zach Ertz from the playmaking standpoint and then Max Williams, who's been sidelined. He's on the PUP uh, coming back from the knee injury, but tapping into Max about the, the blocking aspect of things because he knows like where he's going to get the, the top tier insight. And you just yeah. got to love that, that he's a student of the game, you know, matched up with the athleticism and physicality and, and speed that he has. Yeah. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury told us when we asked him about what kind of impact he could make, he can quote unquote win, win at the NFL level. And I think win in the red zone, the yards, I'm not going to get too hung up on, but just, t- I think he's going to have seven touchdowns this year. That's my official prediction. I think he, I think he gobbles up a bunch of red zone targets for this team especially who's Kyler Murray's favorite red zone targets, DeAndre Hopkins. He's not going to be available. Um, Hollywood Brown, to me, is not somebody that you're going to overly rely on in the red zone. I think he and and Zach Ertz are going to play a huge role in the red zone. I think Trey McBride, if he averages 30 yards a game over the course of his 17-game season, that's over 500 yards. So I think that's very realistic. I think he's going to get better as the season gets on. I know that's cliche to say, but when he picks up this offense, he's going to be too athletic to leave on the sideline. He is too much of a difference maker. You get a unathletic inside linebacker. Like for instance, the LA Rams, you can expose their linebackers and their safeties. Shit. They were starting Eric Weddle in the Super Bowl, right? This is where he and Zach Ertz, but specifically Trey McBride long-term has a chance to expose them. Seattle's redoing their linebacking core. Their second year. Jamal Adams has got a club on his hand. If I'm Cliff Kingsbury, and I don't have DeAndre Hopkins, right? And I got to go up against Jalen Ramsey and some nice corners in the NFC West. I'm taking advantage of the middle of the field with Trey McBride, the athlete, where I've been exposed with a George Kittle once upon a time. I'm going to do that to the teams in the NFC West. 
and make somebody run with this guy and force feed him the ball. I, I'm I'm bullish on the fact that when we talk to Cliff, you get the sense this is not a red shirt year. He'll play special teams. He's on special team drills when we were there on Saturday, but he he will play in packages of this offense, and we will see him on Sundays making an impact for this if, team. If you can take Max Williams and turn him into a receiving threat like they did early last season, mm-hmm. it's going to be a piece of cake to do that with Trey McBride already at yeah. this stage in his career. I mean, yep. and here's where I'm really encouraged. In so many people, there was this misconception that Cliff Kingsbury didn't know how to utilize the tight end, which was completely it's false. Like a farce, yeah. I, I thought what he he is creativity as far as scheming the tight end, especially two tight end sets. Uh, were incredible. I mean, the one that I remember you pointing out last season on the Max Williams tight end screen where he set back the block and then he mm-hmm. leaked out and he took it for about, you know, 20, 25 yards. It was a huge play for the Cardinals. And that was it the Rams hey, game. Uh, but we have breaking news on this show. How about right, breaking let's go. News. DJ Humphreys is signing an extension with the Arizona Cardinals for the next three years through 2025. He gets his extension was it a potential Holden? We'll never know, but DJ Humphreys is signed with the Arizona Cardinals for the next tw- three years. I think this is Darren Urban breaking this on Twitter via the team site. So the Cardinals have their man at left tackle. He and Rodney Hudson are the only two offensive linemen signed through next year of the starters. But initial reactions, DJ Humphreys is not leaving Arizona. Um, it's official. Yeah, I don't know what that, mean. yeah. Yeah. It's don't know what that means uh-huh. for Josh Jones. Didn't mean to interrupt you there, Bo, but. No, you're good. Um, DJ Humphreys back with the Cardinals long-term. Kyler Murray, now DJ Humphreys. At least we're seeing the money spent. We don't have the figures yet. Oh, but uh, break. You have to imagine that it's going to help even more with the cap space situation now because DJ Humphreys was going to be their highest cap hit of uh, the 2022 campaign. So maybe they get a little relief there. But uh, if he's back on the practice field tomorrow, you got to imagine that maybe that uh, the GI infection. Everything's good. Clear it up. I went to the 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 bomb or like (laughs) the magic magic elixir. What do you find? He just found a miracle cure. Guys, I got a ton of Pepto-Bismol. Have you guys seen this shit? It's awesome. I took it last night. I'm right as rain. By the way, I have more money now than I did before. Yeah, check it out. Uh, I mean, here it is, the official statement from uh, release from the Arizona Cardinals through 2025. Um, obviously, the terms were not disclosed, but coming off his first Pro Bowl selection, DJ Humphreys, uh Kyler Murray's blind oh, side. He went to the Pro Bowl last year. That's I forgot right. about and- that. He had a rough end last year, but, um, you know, the Arizona Cardinals believe in him. He becomes another – If he's him and Kyler Murray, the only first-round picks that, that Steve Kime has extended now, and he's he's just – he's now tripling down on, on hump. Hey, and you know what? I will give DJ the benefit of the doubt because he's been excellent under Cliff Kingsbury before last year. He had COVID last year. He, he did not feel well during the season. That's why I'm hopeful that this – I don't know if they can make this up or not, but I think you have to report a hold in. But if this GI thing was all but a, a farce to get a contract done, <laughs> uh, I, I hope that's the case because I hope he's healthy enough to play and and uh, he starts practicing tomorrow. Good hell. If that if that happens, Bo, and it was a lie, then you have to at least buy into a little bit about what I'm saying about Hollywood Brown potentially being a, uh, you know, a fake injury with his hamstring. But – uh, it's interesting. We don't have the figures yet on DJ Humphreys. We'll keep you posted, but uh, finally get some breaking news on this show. Um, I'm glad that it was not uh, fake news as Bo was reading uh, his ad read, uh, and I would have just interrupted him 
for uh, for nothing. That wouldn't be fun. But we're having fun on this podcast. You can have fun with us uh, this season as we've got so much quality coming your way. We've got content, gophnx.com. Uh, and you can come hang out with us at our tailgates coming up. We're going to be at the red and white practice on Saturday. Bo and I will be. Come say what's up. Come say hello. We're going to have our very first uh, post game from our studio, which we're pumped about. But I want to remind everybody, be safe, be healthy. We want to enjoy this season together. Go get a COVID-19 vaccine. They're free for everybody five and older. Those 12 and older are now eligible for the booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location nearest to you. Three-year contract extension for DJ Humphreys means that uh, he could go buy all the OGs he could ever want. I mean, OGs, Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen, uh, they've got some great products that I'm sure DJ Humphreys would would love to dabble in you know, when he's not uh, gearing up for game day with the Arizona Cardinals or dealing with you know nasty stomach viruses. But OGs, they've got free stuff for you. You don't even need a three-year contract extension. You can enter our Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. It's uh, one winner that will receive three three bags of OGs, including orange creamsicle, which is unbelievable, and tropical flavors, OGs hat, PHNX shirt. You're going to have all the drip you want from OGs and PHNX, your choice of a PHNX annual membership. Go sign up. Go PHNX.com. Click the link in our show notes. Check out OGs as well online. OGsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. And on IG, Instagram, at OGs Brands. Find their products at your local dispensary. You must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right, let's keep this conversation going. Now, what does this do as far as the Arizona Cardinals going forward? Because you've mentioned several times there aren't any offensive linemen, at least in the starting group right now, that were signed beyond this season. That's now not the case. Left tackle, DJ Humphreys in the fold through 2025. Well, I think you 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 pencil in. Josh Jones there, unless, I mean, we've had Kelvin Beecham on this show, Bo, and he said he'd like to continue playing. That's a good problem to have. you got three very capable tackles. All three can play at the NFL level. Um, but if they opt to say, okay, we've got our left tackle, the future, Josh, if you want to get on the field, you got to play right tackle. That's fine, too. I mean, Beecham is their most steady offensive lineman they have. But, Jones, you have the upside with the athleticism. And then you just you turn your attention into the interior. And I think this is smart by the Cardinals for a couple different reasons, mostly because they're going to have to remake their interior offensive line after this season, we assume. Now, we've talked about it. We just got finished you know, talking about Will Hernandez. They would love to re-sign Will Hernandez. And if he has a great season for them, he is going to want to double and triple down with this organization because he's got Sean Kugler. He, he just feels more comfortable here. But if, if Will Hernandez doesn't pan out and Justin Pugh retires, like he says, and Rodney Hudson, you cannot go through that again. Those are three positions that are going to be up for grabs. And you would rather not remake your entire offensive line, Humphreys included. So when Humphreys is healthy, they've probably seen enough this offseason. Like he's back last year down the stretch, was a fluke, giving up those sacks. And he would have been coveted on the open market. Let's emphasize that. This guy's making $20 million or he was potentially before this extension this season. Other teams around the NFL, you know, like the Chicago Bears would, and we, I, we speculated this off air, would love DJ Humphreys. They're trying to shop Tevin Jenkins, who they took in the second round last year because supposedly he can't play. DJ Humphreys would get a bajillion dollars from the Chicago <laughs> Bears and both for a team that has been so starved for quality offensive line plays, especially a tackle. When you find one that's capable and good and good enough, 
you can pay a premium for it. I'm sorry, you can. It's like the conversation that we had with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray doesn't need to be a top three quarterback. You have a top 10 quarterback, you pay him. You have a tackle that's a Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl alternate, maybe part, partially on reputation, but you like what he's doing. Smart move. He's still under 30 years old. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love the continuity. I really do. Yeah. I think that that's something that they lacked for so long. I mean, there was time hit in free agency in a couple off seasons in a row. He got Jared Valdir. He got Mike Iopati in there. And there was that continuity as far as who was going to be uh, protecting Carson Palmer for a couple of seasons. And then after that, it was just a revolving door. It was the inability to scout the position and get guys in there that you can, that you could rely upon. And then DJ Humphreys developed. It took a long time. He went from his nickname being knee deep because Bruce Arians staff couldn't get to him without getting their foot that far up his ass. And now here he is signing his other contract. I don't feel bad for him anymore. Uh, You know, it's the Arizona Cardinal. I like that, you know, Rodney Hudson, I'm sure they had to, you know, woo him back. You know, he's still under contract and having him and DJ Humphreys in the fold, as far as signing Kyler Murray to uh, an extension as well, $230.5 million contract, that has to make you feel pretty, pretty comfortable. Yeah, sign good players, sign them when they're under 30 years old. And by the way, Justin Pugh makes a top five salary on the roster. Rodney Hudson makes a top seven uh, uh, cap hit on this roster. Those are both you would presume, I don't know with Rodney, who knows, could be gone next year. There's a bunch of money that you're going to free up, right? And so you had disposable income, disposable funds to be able to invest in a DJ Humphreys. And Josh Jones makes no money as a third round pick, assuming he's going to be your answer at right tackle. So I now, am, I am go ahead. I, I we we've got uh RGM. I think he wants to announce your three year extension. He's coming on live on the air. Oh, I like that. I like that. Okay. Uh, let me get my pen <laughs> I, out here. Let's get it going. I appreciate, I appreciate Bo setting me up for failure on his birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Uh no, I just wanted to come through and talk Cardinals with you guys, man. Let's so, do it. Let's here we fucking are. Go. go. What are we talking about? DJ, DJ Humphreys just signed an extension with the Arizona Cardinals. Go. Three years, live on this show, saw your initial reaction to that. It's a good signing. It's yeah. a good signing. Listen, he's he's been your most stable uh, offensive lineman. And, you know, that's an important position. So I'm okay with I'm, I'm okay with this. He's not the greatest left tackle in the world. He's not the worst. He's kind of mid. But in this league, and you've seen, you've seen how hard it has been for the Cardinals to get quality offensive linemen, you got to secure the ones that you have. And he's a good one, so you got to keep him. I, I like the extension, especially well, with nothing you, in the stable. Yeah, and that's what my next question was: yeah. like, do you think they came at this in hindsight, knowing that if they got to free agency next spring and he has a, a bounce back year, they'd be paid more potentially? Mm-hmm. Don't you think this was the worst kept secret of the off season? I mean, you kept on looking at cap number, and you're like, "There's no way they're going to let DJ Humphreys play with the highest cap number on this roster." Twenty million dollars. You're at twenty million dollars. The, the the only way that they were going to not have that happen because he was in his finals year. There was no dummy, no dummy years or anything. He gets mm-hmm. this extension three years. You can kind of just spread that out and you've got more money to play with. And, you know, they're adding guys you've, you've barely heard of, you know, to the offensive line, the defensive line. Cliff Kingsbury continues to say that they're going to look at the cornerback position and probably add a vet. Now they got more money to do so. They've got more money to operate and, and extending guys like Jalen Thompson and Byron Murphy, guys who are on uh, the final year of their contract. Zach Allen, if you want to yeah. dip your toe in that water. So it's just uh, it, it's 
it's a good deal. It's just a smart deal for the Cardinals at this stage. Obviously, you want to see them invest in the position this next offseason, start to get a little bit younger, but it's the right move to get a guy locked in because of what the market is showing. It's it's expensive to get out there and pay for a, a tackle, and the guys that hit free agency usually aren't worth that type of money. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you're DJ Humphreys, this is a good deal too because yeah. he, he hasn't been the greatest like we talked about. You know, he hasn't been uh, a stellar offensive tackle. So for you, you want to you want to get your money now while you you still can, especially as an offensive lineman in the NFL. So I think it's a win win for both parties, and I think it's a good move for DJ and the Cardinals, obviously. Yeah, and we I mean the elephant in the room is this organization. I mean DJ Humphries is their most accomplished drafted and developed offensive lineman in decades, right? Look at the rest of the offensive line: Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Will Hernandez, Kelvin Beecham, all outside signings, and and they've been fine. They've been capable, right? And that's great. But eventually, this team's going to start need to start pumping young players into this pipeline. That's why we're all kind of bullish to see can Josh Jones do something, maybe one of their late developmental guys in the interior. So uh, you cannot, if you're Steve Kime and your reputation is, I can't draft and develop offensive linemen, you can't let DJ Humphreys go and then kind of be stuck there with no with no answer. A million percent. A million percent. And Jalen Blair also made a great comment in the chat talking about how the only other person he would even give uh, a consideration for an extension right now is Jalen Thompson as well. And I think that that has to happen ASAP. You cannot lose Jalen Thompson either. I think Jalen Thompson is an, is a stud um, on the rise and he showed, he showed how he could lay the wood last year. And I'm anxious to see it again this year. He doesn't take anybody's shit. I love it. Um, I'm glad that, listen, man, we've come a long way. And you can ask Frank Sanders about this. We've come a long way since those days where we wouldn't pay anybody. We'd wait for them to get to free agency and, you know, play like a game of chicken. And we'd always lose. We always got hit by the other car. Like it just, we, it was always going to happen. So I'm, I'm proud that we're at a point now where we don't have to, you know, really worry too much about these things. We know that they'll be taken care of because the organization um, they want to do it on their own terms, but they have had, they have shown a propensity to take care of the players that they feel like are, are worthy of taking care of. And they've passed on other guys who at the time, I think a lot of people, and I think you're going to see this again this year. They, they let Pat P go. Like that was a good call. Pat P was the right decision. He's, he it was past his prime. Uh, Chandler Jones. I guarantee you, I guarantee it. you Chandler Jones will have such a subpar <laughs> mid-year. I, 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 I don't even know what I would put up for. I would I'd probably put a house payment up on it. What's I mean, mid-year? Like Under 10 sacks? sacks? Over 16 games. I mean, that was yeah. it. I mean, after that, that coming out party week one. So I, I don't think you're Taylor wrong. Jones might be the most overrated player that oh, got high rankings old. for free agency um, acquisitions over this uh, over the, <laughs> he, the summer. He, he headlined a bad free agency class. He went into free agency the right time because that free agency class was was not great. Thanks. I'm with Jalen. I'm with you. J- uh, I, Jalen Thompson is the only other player I, I would even consider extending because um, we Bo we talked to Vance Joseph like Byron Murphy. They they do not want to play him outside of the slot. So what kind of value does that does that have long term with this team? Zach Allen's in a huge year, right? The defensive line just needs more talent. And then, you know, I, I don't know where else you would look outside of maybe like a Hollywood Brown in a couple of years. But this 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 Kyler Murray and Jalen Thompson, three internal guys that you draft and develop that you can check boxes to. All three have abilities to make Pro Bowls. 
that's that's how you you build a, a culture of consistent success, in my opinion. You're just reaching out to agents and seeing what you can find that's going to have some value. I mean, if you can if you can keep Zach Allen in the building, if you keep Byron Murphy in the building, and save yourself what you from the open market, like they didn't get that luxury with Christian Kirk, they didn't get that luxury with Chandler Jones, which you know to Saul's point was the right move. But yeah. like you, if you could have gotten Christian Kirk at the right number a couple of years before he hits free agency. It's it's probably that would have been a smart move, but they, they didn't want to do that. They didn't want to. They, nothing worked out for him. It's because Christian Kirk was much. Uh, he just he couldn't do it. He was like Christian Kirk. Oh man, I'm about to burn a lot of bridges right now. <laughs> it's all right. Christian Kirk was basically like Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson. They are fantastic players until you absolutely need them to score. Then yeah. they disappear. Like, and that's exactly what's happened. Like Christian Kirk in the second, the Cardinals fell off in the second part of these seasons. Christian Kirk also fell off significantly in the second part of these seasons. And he's just, sometimes you wouldn't even realize he was out there running routes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So great, that's a great comparison for all the people that want to hoard Cam and Mikhail for Kevin Durant. <laughs> that's why we were saying all off season, go get another upgrade. And, and while Hollywood Brown is not Kevin Durant for I the people that are, I'm going to get a lot of Mikhail. I, <laughs> I love Mikhail. I do. So we go from McHale to Tack McKinley or McKinsley. How do I pronounce his last name, Bo Brock? McKinley. McKinley. Uh, yeah. Arizona Cardinals wheeling and dealing, I guess. So they signed DJ Humphreys. They're hosting the former first-round pick. Once upon a time, the Atlanta Falcons was with the Cleveland Browns last year. Pass rusher. Uh, only had two and a half sacks before a torn Achilles, but made a, a huge impact on the Browns to the point where uh, they wanted to re-sign him. He's hit free agency. He's doing his little tour now. He was with Dallas, Bo. Now he's visiting the Cardinals. I whether or not they sign him, I you know it remains to be seen. I think this is them kind of acknowledging like we need some more pass rusher help, and we're we're dipping our tone. We've seen what we have. It's Marcus Golden, and I think just a lot of question marks. It's kind of a bust, right? Coming off a bad injury, Achilles, not one of those things that they've figured out how to come back from quite like the knee. So it's a big. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't feel that much more comfortable about this pass rush if they add tack. But look, if they want to flood the position by numbers, it, it's one of those things like, you know, that VJ is going to play the veteran over the young guys. So that would yeah. pretty much take away us seeing my Jay Sanders or Cameron Thomas, like the fever dream that ends immediately. So that, that brings back a lot of frustration. <laughs> like Saul's showing on our show right now, like you go get a guy, that just has any experience, VJ is going to lean on that more than he's going to lean on maybe playing the young guys. Oh, my God. I'm going to throw up. Do you think they could cut Devon Kennard, who's making no money? He's got a vet minimum contract. Do do you think that's like an out-of-the-left-field move that they could make because they don't want to start? No, because he's another veteran. They they don't want to do that. They're not going to do that. Hey, listen, and I think, at least I hope, you know, Cliff talked a lot about how – he looked at the tape and they've had discussions internally about how to turn around the second half of the seasons. Um, I think the same thing, I hope the same thing happened to Vance Joseph and how much blowback he received after getting a lot of praise in the early part of the year by not playing Zayvon Collins or not having Zayvon Collins as prepared as possible. And Isaiah Simmons being kind of all over the place and not really having a clear thought out plan and how you want to use him. I think he he kind of reaped a lot of those, you know, that ill will. And so I think with my Jay Sanders, obviously these are not first round draft picks, 
but mm. he's got to use them. He's got to yeah. be more creative with his scheme. If we're going to praise a guy for scheme, we have to be able to find a way to utilize some of the internal pieces that you took, uh, you know, took high draft picks with and utilize them in your system. You have to. It's not even a debate. So I hope Vance Joseph has grown in that way because my my Jai, my Jay, whatever you want to say it, um, he deserves that kind of time, I think, because he's got some unique attributes that I yeah. think uh, could could really play well at this level. How are we feeling, though? I mean, this Arizona Cardinals offseason was rivaling its regular season where they were just kind of falling short at the end of it. And then they're ramping things back up. You know, they get well, Ronnie Hudson back in the fold, the Kyler contract. I know, you know, obviously the fallout that, that followed that. Yeah, yeah. But you got him back. Everything's all good with your quarterback. I know he's got COVID. And then you get DJ Humphrey signed to an extension. They're, they're trending in the right direction. There's a lot of momentum for this organization during a pretty slow season roster-wise. Yeah, they have a lot of talented players. That's not breaking news. Anybody go watch their open practices. They have a lot of key players. They were 10 and two at last year. So I think the biggest difficult piece for fans to, to, to swallow this off season is every ranking, every top 10 or top 32 had the Cardinals near the bottom, not only as a team, but position units, there was a lot of disrespect and you know, I can go after the organization when it calls for it, but like the Cardinals have a talented team. They should be viewed as a playoff contender. I firmly believe that, but that doesn't mean that they don't have flaws that could be exposed. I have legitimate concerns about this defensive line group outside of J.J. Watt. We just talked about, you know, the pass rush group. How are they going to survive without D-Hop? All that to say, you're you're right on, Bo. And I think it just kind of gives good mojo heading into the season. Like, guys don't have to stress about that if you're D.J. Humphreys or you're Kyler Murray. Like, I don't have to worry about, I got my money now. I can just go out and play football. Plus, those are, those are integral leaders in your locker room. You would presume with Kyler and especially DJ Humphreys, he's always a captain. He's somebody the players look for. And this is what the Cardinals want to be. Kimes and, and Kingsbury and Michael Bidwell said as much. They would go on radio after the draft. They want to be a draft and develop organization and kind of pick and choose their spots in free agency. And I would love that to happen because that's how you win and have sustained success for five, seven, ten years. This organization has gotten in trouble when they have done big, splashy for agent moves, flash in the pan additions. You know, I DJ Humphreys is going to be with this team for a decade plus. That's a great draft pick. He's going to be somebody that they're going to look back on. That's a successful pick. Kyler Murray, hopefully we can say the same thing. So I'm, I'm okay if they do some kind time one-year deals under the radar move, Saul, but give them big money to the, and reward the guys you drafted. I agree. I agree. It, it is kind of funny how everything just – we were kind of freaking out. Well, you were kind of freaking out, John, let's be honest. <laughs> and then we get to this point and we're like, you know what? These guys, they're not bad. They're they're a no. good team. And I think, like, you know, obviously that Rams game was just such a tragedy. Yeah. Uh, that's hard to bounce back and realize that this is a good team, much like the Suns. You know what I mean? Like, same thing. They get destroyed by 50 points and you think they're the worst team of all time. But they're not. They're good. You just got to take a deep breath. And I think the, uh, to, to Steve Kimes' credit, he didn't overreact. He didn't extend the Cardinals um, beyond where they should be and put themselves in a bad position moving forward. I think everything that they've done so far has been very calculated and methodical. And there really were no big names to go get anyway. You know, yeah. there was, you know, there was no JJ Watt in, in the free agency that you could have gone and gotten. You know, it was just it was a unique offseason and very quiet. 
Um, but I think the Cardinals, because they have that consistency, that's another thing we talk about a lot is consistency. Having your core group of guys come back year after year, that's what makes the Patriots good. That's what, what's made the Steelers uh, a reliable franchise for so many years. And for so many years, the Cardinals were not in that bucket because they would get good players and then they let them go. And that's just that. Now you're keeping your core together and they might not win the Super Bowl every year. But the main goal for every franchise is to be a winning franchise. So yeah. if you can go 10 and 7, if you can go even 9 and 8, that's still a, a solid year. And a lot of fan bases would love to be in that predicament. Go talk to our friends over at CHGO who have the butt <laughs> of all franchises right now in the Bears. They wish they were in our seat. They wish they had a Kyler Murray. They wish they had what we have. So I think this is a great position for us to be in. And again, all you have to do is get into the dance. That's it. And then you can hit lightning in a ball, bottle and get to the Super Bowl. We've seen it before with this franchise. You just you need more cracks at the bat. And, and I, I'm sure that that's what the, the Cardinals thought about this offseason. Also, uh, speaking of cracks at the bat, that's a bad analogy. Mm. This has nothing to do with that. <laughs> but Mexico City, guys. Mexico City, I don't know if you guys have been talking about it or not. Crack at the pinata. But our friends over at Burger <laughs> Travel, they have 103 people that have registered to go to Mexico City. Uh, us seven included. Uh, we have seven people. These three or these two gentlemen and Damian Anderson will be in Mexico City. I will be in Mexico City. Uh, and it's going to be a fucking blast. If you haven't checked out <laughs> BurgerGangTravel.com, please go check them out. They're, they're a good friend of our show. Uh, they would love to have you come along and drink all the fucking tequila. And let's just get blitzed. Let's do it. <laughs> and beat the uh, Niners' ass as well yes, on Monday Night absolutely. Football. It's going to be an absolutely. incredible event. Friday through Tuesday. The atmosphere in the in the stadium is electric. Mexico City, from what I've heard, is going to be my first trip to Mexico City. I've heard it's an unbelievable experience. Can't wait for that. I just saw an article. People are moving to Mexico City because they can just work remotely there. And they're just like, let's go do that. Yeah, let's live south of the border. The locals are not a big fan of that. <laughs> no, they're pissed about that. What you guys do it here? Go back. Well, wait till they get a load of us <laughs> caravanning down there. It's going to be, uh, yeah, bird game travel. They, they find an affordable way to, for you to go out and follow this team on the road outside of the Red Sea and, and go be a Cardinals fan elsewhere. And it's, it's awesome. I can't wait what Tyler and those guys are doing over there. Can't wait to be a part of it a couple times this season. We're fired up about that. We're also fired up. Best birthday gift you can give my man Bo Brock ah. today. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave this podcast a five-star review. Head on over to gophnx.com. Become a member. Just 99 cents for the first month, $8.99 for the subsequent month, or save yourself some coin. Just under 60 bucks for the entire year. You can cop one of these fresh tees for free for the year. PHNX merchandise locker. Pick up the hat. My man Saul Bookman's rocking right now. Again, check it all out. Go phnx.com, PHNX Merchandise Locker. Fellas, we're having a blast this week. We're gearing up red and white practice on Saturday. Fingers crossed. We didn't even talk about it. K1, Kyler Murray's targeting a Saturday return for COVID or a Friday-Saturday return. Who knows if he'll be able to play. But I can tell you right now, PHNX Cardinals, we're going to be playing. We're going to be out there. We're going to be hanging out. So come party with us. At Red and White, we're doing our first post-game show of the young season. We're so fired up. Can I also say one thing? I, I appreciate all the work you guys have put in. Uh, you guys have done a lot. And I think, to me, obviously, I'm biased. I think you guys provide the best Cardinals coverage. Uh, but those of you in the chat, like, spread the word. Spread the mm. word. Because I can't count. I can count. Uh, there's just too many times to count where I've come across people, told them about our pod, told them about your pod and they're like oh i didn't even know that existed 
yeah, we exist. And it's fucking awesome. Check out these dudes. They give you highlights. They give you all the stuff. Please use them. It's very the nice. That's, that's, that's very nice, the GM. And he's, he's completely right. Get out there. Spread the word about PHNX Cardinals. Share us on, on of course, Facebook, PHNX underscore sports. Twitter went over 5K followers. Of course, we'd love you to subscribe to our podcast. Leave that review in a five-star rating. Happy birthday, Bo. We're back Thank on you. Thursday. Bye, everybody. I hit my microphone. See ya.